Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. What is up on a Friday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. As we discussed earlier, I appreciate hanging out with this. Not sure about Colin, um, but this is Mailbag Friday. It's the people's holiday. What's up, man? Not much, not much. It is the, uh, as you said, the people's holiday. Uh, so and we've, we've got a lot to get to because people have a lot of questions. Yeah, so uh, after a week, after one of the poorest listener performances of all time, and, you know, this thing's been going on for, like, what, a month? Um we got no questions last week, so we have the, we've got the questions. We they did good this week. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they made up for it. Do you care to comment as to whether you uh, you enjoy people hanging out with us or not? You know, even even oh. after I gave you a chance to to prove yourself, you don't. So there there's <laughs> questions out there. I enjoy hanging out with uh, the people that listen to this podcast more than I enjoy hanging out with people in real life. Okay, okay, that's a strong rebuttal. That is a very strong <laughs> rebuttal. So I've been getting a couple, uh, a, a quick little programming note. So I've been getting a couple of like messages and stuff sometimes asking if 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 we've gotten complaints of the podcast skipping sometimes and going to a new episode. Yes, we have gotten them. We have heard them. I think that's worked out. So I think okay. I think part of it was us going by phone and we were kind of in between studios. And then I think some of it was also an Apple podcast issue because I was listening to like part of my take in a couple of other podcasts that it did it on too. But then when I switched over to Spotify, it didn't happen. So I'm not really sure what the issue was. Um, but I think we have it worked out because I'm sitting in a fancy new studio now. Okay. Are, have you seen the breaking news from Instagram today? Uh, no. So I, uh, <laughs> people, people are going to think I'm going off the deep end because I went on a Twitter crusade the other day. But I actually deleted Instagram. I think my account is still up, but I deleted the app and see all just see how long I could go off it. And I haven't checked Instagram in like two weeks. It's honestly been kind of refreshing. So your followers, like the people that that follow you and see your profile, can no longer see how many likes you have. They've changed. Oh. It. I did see this. That's really going to piss some influencers off. Yeah, yeah. Some, some sorority people are going to be upset. So that's like the crux of Instagram, though, right? It's like people kind of get their rocks off to the fact that, you know, they like they get a bunch of likes and they seem really popular and everyone can see how popular they are. That's like the gist yeah. of it, right? And so yeah, exactly. now only really you can it. see how many likes you get. So, like, how does that dynamic it, work? I don't, I don't know if it's going to hurt it or not. Wait, do people, like, start taking screenshots of how many likes they got and posting it? Well, I was about to say that. I was about to say exactly that. Or maybe, like, have a running thread in the comment section updating how many likes they got every couple minutes. I would not be friends with that person. Have you ever seen the Firefest documentary where they start talking about, like, they start interviewing influencers, and when they ask them, <laughs> actually, like, what the, oh, dude, it's, it's, it makes me sad to be a millennial. It's like, <laughs> they start asking them what, like, what an influencer does, and they're basically just like promoting my brand and they're like okay what's your brand and like one of the guys was like just uh positivity and wellness like <laughs> what in the world yeah like if, if you could monetize that like okay like i guess more power to you i guess who am i am to hate but like man like imagine just going to a party and be like what's your job title well i'm an influencer cool what do you do <laughs> i spread positivity and wellness like I, that's just something I'll never be able to relate to. I don't guess. I guess I shouldn't hate on it. You like one of the great things about this country. You can make money a lot of different ways. That, that is a fact. You can. <laughs> you, there are a lot of different uh, avenues you can go down to make money. 
Yes, this uh, this this place does not discriminate um, within that regard. You you could you come to America, you can make money a, a tons of ways, and sometimes even illegally and get away with it. Um, anyway, so we got a bunch of questions to get to. Yes, we do. We're gonna be here a while. Um, I, I'm just I'm honestly trying to figure out where this thing started. We had a beer ranking. I'm pretty excited about. Okay, yeah, I saw that. I but I'm just gonna do as we always do. I'm gonna start from the bottom up. So, um. What home game is more from Jackson Wright? What home game is more winnable? Wait, wait, yeah, which game is more winnable at home, LSU or Texas A and M? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Um, LSU because it's later in the season, maybe. And it's, I know A and M's right after Alabama, and Ed's not as good of a coach as Jimbo. Maybe, maybe I'm going to go LSU. I don't think they win either. But if you told me they won one, I would guess LSU first. Okay, I think I'm going to actually go the other way on this. I think I'm going to go A&M because – so we had uh, – and I think I talked about this some on Wednesday's podcast. We had Gabe Bach of Texags on our show Wednesday – or Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember in Hoover. And I can't remember exactly what he was referring to, but he was talking about what, like, a young football team uh, Texas A&M is. And, like, like they, have, they have one senior who's probably not going to end up being a senior because he's missed so much time they could apply for a medical redshirt, and it's like – it probably he'd get it. So, like, with so many underclassmen and stuff on the road, I just think it would translate better for Ole Miss to beat a I'm not necessarily sold on Kellen Mond. I guess the kind of the same could go for Joe Burrow. Although on the radio show, I've kind of become a Joe Burrow stand. So if he sucks, I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I think he's better than most LSU quarterbacks. I think so, too. And then, like, he's, he's certainly not lacking in confidence. And he claims they're going to run the spread. Um, I guess I feel like I've been hearing that since, like, 09. That yeah. watch out for LSU's offense this year. They're really going to pour up points, and then you know they're running tosses off tackle. Um, <laughs> My and, favorite was the uh, <clears throat> the toss where le- they didn't even run it off tackle. Like Les would get them to take the snap, and they would just toss it straight back. Yeah, that's the one I had pictured in my head. I just really couldn't get it out right. It's just <laughs> it's like a handoff, but you throw it. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think I'm going to go A and M. It's really about six one half dozen the other. Like uh, like LSU's back to being the penultimate game. I mean, it's uh, November 16th, and then you get a bye week before the Egg Bowl. That's kind of weird. But like, yeah, that is weird. I don't know. For like, I, like, the way the schedule sets up, like uh, that Texas A&M game could actually end up being a very important game for Ole Miss because you would have just gotten through Vandy, a stretch of Alabama, Vanderbilt, and then at Missouri where you're probably more than likely losing two of three there. And uh, – like that October to kind of keep the wheels from falling off because you go to Auburn the next week or excuse me you go to Auburn in two weeks this is the double bye week year that game kind of feels like a game to like make sure the wheels aren't kind of coming off in this in the second yeah. half of the season yeah now you're I, I think you're exactly right it's just man that LSU Ole Miss game is always weird yeah no you're definitely right about that um and they're kind of similar in terms of like probability of winning like if I if you I'd give Ole Miss a 25 percent chance and is yeah. that too high yeah yeah, that's, well, yeah, no, I feel that's about right. 25-ish in both of yeah. those games? 20, yeah. maybe? Um, well, I mean, nerd here for a second. If you give them a 25% chance to win, you know, both games, then there's a 50% chance they win one. And that doesn't sound too outlandish. No. no. I don't think they win either, by the way, for the record. I, I think they I think they could get close, but I think they'd probably lose both those. Um, yeah, I think they'd agree. Better a quarter, a better Ole Miss quarterback from John Makin. Congrats on the new job, by the way. I saw that yesterday. Um, better Ole Miss quarterback Michael Spurlock or Brent Schaefer? Oof. 
think, uh, I think it's probably Britt Schaefer. Okay, yeah, it is. But, man, Spurlock, he had all the tools. It just, for some reason, did not work out. Yeah, and... I mean, I know Spurlock had a year of... Uh, Spurlock had a year of... Of Cutcliffe, and then I don't remember how long he was under, if at all, Orgeron. Uh, Spurlock was under Orgeron one year, I think, maybe two. Yeah, it was one. So was I don't, one. I don't really remember that. But Brent Schaefer at least had a year. Remember when he transferred from Tennessee? He at least had a year, like, like he'd had a productive year of college football. Granted, I don't really know how you'd be productive in Ed Orgeron's offense, but like he at least had done it. So I think I'm going to give him the nod here, even though his best work did not come in an Ole Miss uniform. But again, not sure how much of that is his fault. That dude could rock yeah. the hell out of a uniform, though. Yeah, Schaefer, uh, there, were, there were some issues that went beyond the football field, too. So, yeah, just if I had to draft a guy based on talent, I'd probably take Schaefer. Jay Luckett asks who would win in a fight, Greg Hardy or Rob Kimdichie? Uh This is not even a no-brainer. I know Kimdichie's a freak of nature, but it's Hardy. Right. Yeah, because yeah. Kimdichie would try to hug you, and Hardy wouldn't stop until you were yeah. dead. Kimdichie's weird. He's not crazy. Exactly. Kimdichie's actually like like... Like, kind of peaceful in a sense. Like, he's not going out. Now, granted, he's a bad dude on a football field when he yeah. wants to be. But, like, Greg Hardy, I mean, like, that that guy's like. Rob would try to do, like, Zen and stuff with you. Yeah, exactly. More so than, like, try to do anything, like, as far as, like, violence. Uh, Greg Hardy, like I, like, I think he eats violence for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's Hardy. Um. Let's see. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely Hardy. I mean, Hardy, did you watch that MMA fight a while back where he got disqualified for, like... Yeah, didn't he, like, cheat or something? No, no, he didn't cheat. He used, like... This just shows you how little I know about MMA. We were watching... I was watching that fight with a couple buddies at my house, and uh, <laughs> we were in the fight or whatever, and we, we were just interested by it. Of course, we don't know the rules of USC. We're just yelling anytime somebody hits somebody. And then he does this move that, like, I think he need the guy in the face, like the bottom of the chin, like as an uppercut. Don't quote me on. Don't quote me on that. It was some kind of move like that. And of course, we all stand up and we're like, "Oh!" and thought he won. And then of course, the announcers were like, "What a disgraceful display from Hardy!" Like it was apparently very illegal, and he got immediately disqualified. So like we didn't know anything we were talking about. But like they made that seem like a day one like UFC egregious violation type thing. So like. Hardy was good. Like Hardy just wants to try to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So and, and Rob would do Zen with you. So yeah, it, it's Hardy. Um, yeah, it's 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 def, definitely Greg Hardy. Um, but like on paper, you wouldn't think that. But like no, 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 no. Personalities. Rob's a lot more thicker, like more compact than Hardy. You get to create an offense out of the best college football players of all time. Who do you choose at each position? You can exclude offensive line if you want. You can include it if you're feeling saucy. I'm not going offensive line. No, 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 no. no. Um, There's one answer, quarterback. Is there? Yeah. Cam Newton for me. Yes, exactly. That's the correct answer. Well, like if someone's like, I'm going to go Tebow, like I don't have necessarily an issue with that. And that year Cam put up at, at Auburn. Oh, it's the best offense I've ever seen. Yeah, in college. No, I mean we're on the same page, but like, like Tebow's, I guess, a respectable answer. I guess, man, Cam was something that year. Um, now running backs and, and receivers, I'm going to struggle with a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Adrian Peterson at running back. 
look, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to go back in the 1980s and, and early 90s. I See, that's what I'm thinking. It's like Archie Griffin, but like I, I, yeah. I'm going to go from when I had a conscious memory on. Yeah, let's do that. It'll be a lot easier. We'll just go way. 2000 on. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going Adrian Peterson. I'm just trying to think of other like good, like Ricky Williams. Yeah. Um, honestly, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, Zeke Elliott should be in there for sure. I mean, uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Reg, I'm probably going Reggie. The Reggie Bush is my pick. Um, okay. But you got to give the Bama back some due, whether it's Ingram, Henry. Trent Richardson was really good in college. I know it never really panned out in the NFL. Um, we're missing someone obvious. Like, someone's going to listen to this and get very angry. But there's so many running backs, <laughs> it's hard. Um. I think wide receiver, like I guess we'll go three each. I'll go Julio. Um Calvin Johnson and Who's a third? Yeah, man, that's I told you this is gonna be really, really hard. Yeah, we're gonna make people uh, angry either way. Wait, Larry, just, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. <sighs> Larry Fitzgerald needs to be on there. Um, so you went Calvin Johnson. Who else? I went Calvin Johnson, Julio, AJ Green. Yeah, AJ Green. That that that's certainly one. That's probably um, my three. Okay, I'm gonna go Fitzgerald. So Percy, Percy Harvin counts as receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Percy you can Harvin. do whatever you want on this show, man. <laughs> Percy Harvin, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, and I don't know if it's a six one. I'm just trying to think, you know, go back through the years. Uh, Justin Blackman was really good at Oklahoma State. Oh, Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Yeah, Des Bryant. Yeah, that's definitely one. And then we left, like, I mean, there's going to be plenty we leave off. That's just the nature of how this goes. Um, yeah, you know, Justin Blackman is still, like, technically, like, the Jaguars either, like, I don't know. He, surely he's not still under contract, but they have, like, the rights to him if he ever comes back to the NFL, but nobody knows where he is. Did you know oh, that? they like legitimately don't know where he is. If he ever just no, they people legitimately have no idea where he is. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. And then like, uh, but like, if he ever did create an NFL comeback, like he'd be on the Jags, which is just wild to me. Speaking of not knowing where people are, did you see the story out of Jackson this week where the woman like just vanished? I started. Oh no, no. So I read a story this morning on the Clarion Ledger. And I didn't finish it. Um, but it was it was a someone had vanished in January and a private investigator claims this he found her alive. Yeah, yeah. This is what like, I'm talking about, yeah. I didn't read that. So I got I, like I got to the paywall point in the story, um, <laughs> basically. And so like I I, I didn't like, like what what happened. So she basically just vanished. Um, but a private investigator found her and said she was alive and was like, yeah, it's not against the law to just vanish. So uh, she's alive. She's doing well. And that's all everybody really needs to know right now. That's insane. That's kind of like yeah. my uh, thing next week. Like, I'm going to the West Coast, which is as close to Hawaii as I'll ever get. You know, <laughs> if I don't come back, don't come looking. <laughs> you going to call your mom at least? Maybe. We'll see. Depends Depends on how well things go, if I can find a shack and a surfing job. Um, I, this one got contentious amongst the replies. What is your preferred beer consumption in terms of ranking, draft in a glass, bottle, styrofoam, red cup, canned. Oh, man. Uh, Mine's actually, bottles? this is actually fairly easy for me. I thought it was going to be harder. Bottles one. Bottle trumps everything. 
for me, it's actually can after that. Um, okay. And then in a draft, and then – well, actually, see, what I don't – see. It's not entirely true. So bottle trumps everything, but I like some other beers in a draft. But like, like that tiny bomb beer. I don't know if you ever had that. Like, taste really good out of a can. I don't even know if they make it in a bottle or something else. But they're like a couple beers that I like out of a can, and then some I'd prefer on draft. So I'll go two A can and two B draft. Like I have those pretty neck and neck. And then after that, it's very easy. It's red cup and then styrofoam. But like. When's the last time you drank beer out of a styrofoam cup unless you were at, like, some fraternity party or some place where you had to, like, brown bag? Is there really a big difference, though? Like, I, I can't... I think they it. taste much differently, honestly. I, okay. For whatever reason, drinking beer out of a styrofoam cup is gross to me. And I don't I don't necessarily have a good reason for that. But, like, it tastes different. It's, like, foamier. Like, the flavor isn't as good. I don't know why. Star, a red cup, like a solo cup, is not much better. But, like... It, it's definitely like to me there's a tangible enough difference to where i feel fine ranking red cup ahead of of styrofoam honestly at this point if someone offered me in a beer and a styrofoam glass i would just go like behind the car and chug it and then we just operate that way <laughs> okay so yeah i'm gonna go bottle can draft red cup styrofoam but i mean I, my four and five are interchangeable yeah so bottle can draft red cup styrofoam is where i'm going so we had the same uh, I put draft in first can. Okay, but yeah, that's whatever. Um, so my friend Sanford Moore did the same thing: bottle can, draft, solo, styro. Uh, we had the exact same there. Um, styro is trash. Someone putting. Oh wow! So the guy that asked the question, a buddy of mine named Thad, put styro third. And cup yeah, four and can last. I don't. I don't think I can get behind that. No. Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, uh, I, I'm with you there. I would put it third. I don't prefer canned beer, but it's not. It's not as bad as Styro. Um, Luke Ellison draft bottle can solo cup, bowl plate straw, and then Styrofoam. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I can't really necessarily hate on that. I swear to God, I swear. Like, I think he may be joking. If someone was like, would you rather drink a beer out of a bowl or a styrofoam cup? I might be like, hand me the bowl. Let's cereal this bitch. <laughs> you like eat it with, the, with, a, with a spoon or drink it with a spoon? <laughs> I think I'd prefer to go the soup route. Just styrofoam is gross to me. I don't know why I have such a hard stance on that. But it is, and I'm sticking with it. Um, let's see. Now that the All-Star break has been over for about a week, what are your playoff and World Series predictions? I think mine's Dodgers-Yankees. Yeah, uh, mine's Dodgers-Astros, but yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that AL is going to be interesting because the Yankees are really good. The Astros are really good. I don't really know what to make of the Twins and the Mets. Excuse me, Mets. Indians are kind of coming around, too. Um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think there's a clear cut in the National League. Um I think the Brewers and the Cubs have the horses to maybe give the Dodgers a fight. I'm not necessarily buying anything in the East. Um, other, I dude, the Braves' lead is down to four games. Yeah, but I don't think – is Washington at four or is the Phillies at four? No, no, it's Washington, dude. And Washington's been the best team in that division for two months. You know Washington was 19-30 and 30 at one point? Yeah. Washington's pen just bothers me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely fair, but like, I was just more pointing that out. I don't buy them necessarily as a playoff team, but like, that looks like that division was going to turn into a farce. That's going to very much be a race. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, 
the, the Nationals have kind of been there. I know the Rays won it last year. Um, it's a completely different Nationals team outside of Scherzer and Strasburg, too. Yeah, and I, uh, I've, I've like become like a national stand because I picked them to win the division, and they got off to a horrible start. And Richard was like giving me the business about it on the radio show, and then like I knew it was a bad start, but I was like, this maybe was a bad pick. The team obviously was never nineteen and thirty bad, but I was like, right. man, I kind of whiffed on this. But dude, they what they're so nineteen and thirty. They have been. Brian does math. Thirty-two and fourteen. That's impressive. That's a pretty damn good mark. No. Yeah, yeah, thirty-two and fourteen. Yeah, I had that right. What? That seems good. Over 60%, I think. Yeah, plus 42 run differential on the season, and I know that was way in the minus early on. Um, yeah, I don't really buy the Cardinals. Um, Reds and Pirates not, don't have the horses. Um, the National League West is not really a race. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm going with. I think I'm going to go Dodgers-Yankees, but if you told me the Astros made it, sure. I, I, don't think, I think both those teams are better than either of the teams in the Central. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if figures it out and runs through a wild card, beats the Yankees in the DS, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I, I, I would think I'd go with that. Um, Let's see. What was the next question? Oh, can't take credit for this, but this was pretty 50-50 among friends. Would you rather never get fat from eating or never have to pay for alcohol again? Uh, you should see my diet, buddy. I can't get fat from eating, so I'm going to go never pay for alcohol again. Yeah, it's never pay for alcohol again. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fairly easy choice. Yeah. I could see, though, like, luckily this is going to catch up to me at one point, but I have this metabolism where I could eat just horribly and never gain weight. Like, I literally can't gain weight if I tried. Uh, I know that's not going to last forever. So, like, if you're if you're listening to this and you're definitely going never get fat from eating, that's a perfectly understandable take. But I have no use currently, as we currently stand. Talk to me in five years when I'm just waddling around. But I, uh, I, I have no use for that right now. Got a good metabolism. Yeah, it is a great metabolism to have. It's uh, it's I'm not I'm not, I I don't hate it. I guess to put it that way. Um, you went on a run this morning, so let's, let's I did. Lie. So I went on a run by choice, and like not even like like not like like not run from law enforcement or any other pursuing party. Like I went on a run for fun, and uh, how, how, how much did you run? I don't know. I enough to sweat, enough to sweat oh, okay. and get toxins out of my body. Um, that's that sucks though. Running is for chumps. Um, but I'm, I'm apparent. I'm told it's good for you, and I'm told it's part of being an adult. So I'm going to keep trying to do it. I'm like two ish weeks in of regularly running. Oh wow. But let wow. me tell you, it's awful. And I think I tweaked a hammy or something this morning because uh, – that's the, that's the thing that everybody's like, oh, you get used to it and you start to enjoy it. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I guess it's like as far as like a stress reliever, I feel better afterward and like I feel like more healthy. But like during it, like people say that you enjoy the run, that you're a liar. That no one enjoys that. I was trying – I went up to a hill today and I just was like, you know what? If I just roll back down, I'm going to lay here. Like this is going to be it. Um, Yeah, it was it was oh, awful. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so not not a huge running fan. Uh, that's uh, I'm gonna keep doing it, like, I guess, but not not a not a not a huge fan. Yeah, you should just go play in the fall. You know they have like adult seven on seven. You should uh, you should earth flag football. You should just go do that. I do not need to play any form of football. Um, <laughs> ever. Um, advice for college freshmen for incoming nerds like 2013 Matt. It's fun to go to class, but let yourself have some fun. It's okay to have fun. 
go to that party, lose an hour of sleep or two, take that risk. Uh, that's not a question. Yeah, Matt. Praise your, praise your question, Butter. That is good advice, though. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it is good to go to class, but like, like honestly, if, particularly your first two years of college, if you just show up to class like 90% of the time, it's very, very hard to not yeah. pass. Don't it's become like a habitual like class mister where it's like, you know, like don't, don't, don't walk into a class and the professor is like, who is this kid? You know, a month and a half in. But like, also don't like, a, don't like kill yourself to get to a class if you're really just not feeling it one day. That would be my did, advice. Uh, did uh, you ever get called like because you missed class so much, you know, because they had to keep up when you scanned and stuff? No, I was always pretty good about going to class. Like I, like, I would get up every day, and like if I skipped, like of course there were definitely days where I I would not go to class because I either had other stuff going on or just like you know just some days, particularly when you're young, you're not feeling it. But I went to class most of the time. I just felt like I needed to do it to be productive in a day. So I was pretty good about going to class. I did take a geology class one time, and we were, we were taking a uh, we were taking like the second exam. So this is like you know almost November, like I, it may have been November in the calendar year about five minutes in the exam the uh <laughs> this guy walks in busts into this gigantic auditorium classroom and goes sorry forgot where it was <laughs> I it's like hell it yeah dude hell yes uh yeah <laughs> he's like sorry i forgot where it was that's my bad my oh, bad man. forgot what building yeah, this class was in my uh my spring semester of my sophomore year i took like western civ one and western civ two and they were in the same like auditorium so i just sat there and eventually I figured out, like, I don't have to go to these classes. I can just show up and test day. It'd be fine. And then, like, the fourth day in a row that I skipped, because it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, like, they called me. They were like, hey, we just wanted to check out your class attendance because it was a freshman class, and I was, like, a junior taking it. And they were like, uh, we just saw you miss four days. And I was like, yeah, I just, just didn't really feel it. I'm going to be fine in the class. They are like, well, we have to call and make sure you're, 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 you're planning on go- coming back. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because your first semester, they send a report to your parents about like your class attendance, and obviously you're in a freshman class, but you're not a freshman. Um, yeah. So that's probably what part of that was. So you, uh, that was honestly, ever, that's probably as, as for as many bad policies as colleges have. That's probably not the worst one because like no, it's, not. it's one of those ones where like I didn't need that motivation necessarily to go to class, but like that was definitely in the back of my mind. It's like you know, if I can like show my parents that like you know I missed a total of two classes in a semester, they're going to be pretty pumped. Whereas you know. If I went to two, they're going to be like, why the hell did we send this idiot to school? It's like, go get a job. Yeah, like, le- <laughs> learn a trade, son. You're coming out of school. Um, but uh, did, uh, did you ever master the uh, scan the uh, ID and leave? I've done that. I admittedly did that once or twice. But again, like, it wasn't even like a fear of getting caught. I just, like, always felt like I wanted to have something to do. So, like, I, I most of the time stayed. And I would actually watch the kids by the scanner and then I would narc on him to my teacher. Not really. I just would laugh and keep. <laughs> say, wow, keep, don't be a snitch. No. I did have a teacher like figure it out and was like and like gave a pop test and this was brilliant. She gave a pop test and was like, the answer is uh, true or false. And she was like, she was like, this is going to count as a test grade if you uh, if you pass it. Or she was like, if you get it right, you get a hundred. If you miss it, you get a zero. Um, she was like, who? And she was like, is Barack Obama the president of the United States? True or false? And we're like, I was like, true. And circle it. She was like, okay. 
anybody that signed in and then didn't turn in this test is getting a zero for a test grade. I was like, oh. That's a power move. See, that's why it's always <laughs> beneficial to go there because if you get in the habit of this whole scan and leave system and kids start catching on and it becomes more of a movement more than like your own like sly strategy and the teacher catches on, it really pays to be in class the day where he's like, you know what, to hell with this. All these kids that did this are screwed because the teachers aren't stupid. They know this is no. going on. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's technically academic dishonesty, and you can actually get in really big trouble for that. Yeah, that's uh, not really a route you want to go down. Jared asked, I think y'all said y'all are from Jackson. What's your favorite restaurant in Jackson? I'm going to go with a very basic answer. I like, actually, no, I'm not. I like Walker's. Um, as far as like nice restaurant, Chapley's has a really good steak. That's kind of like your basic Jackson answer. As far as like casual stuff, I uh, I'd have to have more time to think about it because there's all kinds of casual places in Oxford I and mean, Jackson that are really good. Roosters comes to mind. It's like a good lunch spot. Um, Pig and Pint. So a lot of different places. I'm probably going with that. Hope that was a sufficient answer. Um, yeah. What's your favorite one in Eupora? Taco Bell. <laughs> Can you think we have a Taco Bell, dude? Come on. I don't know. We got a Sonic and a McDonald's. Seriously, here's the restaurants before. We got a Sonic, a McDonald's, a Mexican restaurant, uh, a place that serves fish, and a place called Country Kitchen. Uh, the Mexican place is really good. It's really good. I will give them that. I oh. frequent there when I go home. Okay. So the Mexican place. <laughs> I don't even know if it has a name, honest to God. Um, Cole Woods asks, what's your favorite country singer, Ben? I'm not a country music guy. Yeah. I'm not a music guy in general. I like Jason Isbell. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's like a sports writer cult thing. If you don't like Jason Isbell, then I don't think you're allowed to be a member of like a, any kind of voting organization. Um, what is uh, – I, I don't know. Um, Just say Garth Brooks. Yeah, like some of those older guys are not bad. Just the new wave yeah, country. I like, just, I like Rascal Flatts. Yeah, yeah. It's like some of the newer – like the, the newer stuff I just – I can't really get behind. It just it, – it's – you got dudes in bedazzled jeans talking about what they did on a tractor. And it's like, actually, I don't really believe you, man. <laughs> you don't think he has a John Deere? Yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think, like, Luke, whoever sees it, what Luke Bryan sings about, like, hunting and fishing and stuff, like, I, I don't, I, I believe you'd sit in a coffee shop over doing any of those things. But who am <laughs> I to judge? Um, Who are y'all's top three choices for Chancellor and why? I don't really care. Um, uh, I do. Um, Robert Robbins in Arizona is my number one. Um, I can't recall his name, but the guy, Robert Morris, who's currently the chancellor, is my number two. I don't really have a number three. I have some guys that I don't want it to be. Feel free. Uh, I mean, any retired politician from the state of Mississippi, just, you know, that that would probably be the uh, or not the uh, qualities that I would not hire is a retired politician from the state of Mississippi. Um, or, or any state, to be fair. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I we had a couple of chancellor questions. I will definitely get to that at some point. Um, I'd like to kind of get my ducks in a row as far as that. So we'll we'll save we'll table that discussion um, for another day. Um, so it's a sham. What's going on right now, though? It, yeah, we'll. I, I kind of want to say that for another day. Um, Hold on. So, let's see. I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Over or under 1,000 rushing yards for Scotty Phillips. I'm probably going over. He would have been at 1,000 yeah. last year had he not gotten hurt in the Texas A&M game fairly easily. I think he would probably siphon some carries from him maybe in some form, but I, I, th I think easy. Yeah, I think it's over easy for sure. 
Um, I think he's closer to 1,500 than I do. Tw- I don't think he gets 1,500, but I think he's closer to that than he is about. I would agree with that. Uh, Blake Thompson asked you if you could relive one of your college experiences and why. Which one would it be? What if you took athletics completely out of the equation? Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, if, if it's any experience, including athletics, I mean, as a fan in, in 2014, it's either the Alabama game or the uh, whole Perzak, the uh, game three against ULL. Uh, I mean, from a college experience, it's one of those. Uh, man, I don't really have a ton of not, I mean, like I went to college, but I don't have really a ton of, uh, you know, things to share outside of athletics that, you know, I want to go back and relive. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, oh, mine is one. I, yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, sporting events wouldn't even factored in for me. Um, mine is one hundred percent. Like I was trying to think. I have a lot of ones, but this sounds so like basic. But I took a spring break trip on a cruise. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing that with okay. like eight yeah, or okay. nine people. And, like, the group wasn't too big. It was, like, a bunch of, like, friends. We were all, like, pretty close. We stopped on, like, four different islands. Obviously, we were I had never been to any of, like, those Caribbean countries like that, really. Um, so that was probably one of the most fun trips I ever took in school. Yeah. So, like, that's we kind of a, a basic answer, but I will um, – Yeah, I'll, no, uh, that, that's kind of the same for me. We were on a cruise, I guess, my sophomore year. Uh, we went from New Orleans down to Cozumel, I guess, to Carmadel. I don't know, something like that. And then came back to New Orleans. It was yeah, it was over spring break. It was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I mean, we did the spring break stuff every year. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my answer for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. See, I hated being on the cruise though during spring break because I missed the NCAA tournament, and that's my time of. Yeah, see, that's that was the one draw because we did the exact same thing. But honestly, it was worth it. I'd do it again. Like we went to Belize, Honduras. In Mexico, and like I just remember sitting on this island, like in Belize, and like of course, you know, dumb college kid. Like we had like gone and traveling places, and like I remember just sitting there. Like the water was really nice, the weather was perfect. And I was like, I could probably take my shit off the cruise and live here and never want to come back. Like it was just like the greatest like feeling of serenity ever. I was like, this is this is awesome, and like we 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 went. So they like pull you get off the boat and they pull you into these cars. Like these guys that are hired by these bar, like these bars and these resorts on the islands, and just basically pull you into cars. So we got off this one, and we, we just went to this place, and it was a little beach, and it was like an elevated. It wasn't a hut. It's like bigger than a hut. It was like a like a cabin type thing on the water. It was like a restaurant and a bar, and a guy, an American, owned it, and he basically did the same thing I was talking about. He like went to Honduras, decided he liked it, got his stuff off the cruise, and never came back. And we were the only people in the place, but you could jump off the bar into the water and. Like the, you could like see the water all the way down. And I was like, this is the coolest place I've ever been. I'd probably oh, that do that cool. again. Oh, it was it was one of the greatest days ever. So I'd probably do that. There you go. Um, let's see. Rebel fan sixty eight. Really missed an opportunity the there, Chief. Yeah. Um, fun hypothetical. Rebels win nine games with an Alabama win. Bring one. What, what are their three losses and how did they beat Alabama? Ah. Alabama didn't show up. Is that really? Yeah, Al- Alabama got the. F- they all got the flu. Nah, nah, that wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to do with this because one, they're not winning nine games. Sorry, I know. Like, I, if you want to get me to a hypothetical, if you want a hypothetical, I can invent one. Yeah, I could invent one. You you lose to Alabama, LSU, 
and A and M or Auburn, and then win all your other games. That's not happening. But like, I guess well, I could get high. They're not beating Alabama. I, I can't even in good faith just be like, yeah, here's how. Like, they're not. That's just not <laughs> happening. Sorry. I mean, Alabama. Alabama would have to turn it over seven times. Dude, I, I, I don't mean to be like, I don't, I don't mean to be facetious. I think they could turn it over seven times and still win for, wow. by double digits. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it's, it's just it's just a different discrepancy. It's two different levels, two different programs, two different trajectories, two different level football teams. I, 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 I you're telling me you think yeah. they, they could turn it over? If you, Alabama turn it over seven times, that's still a close game. You, uh, you tell me in 2020 though that Alabama comes to Oxford and it's within two touchdowns, I'll listen to you. In 2020? Yeah. Next year, when they come to Oxford next year. Oh, and Alabama's laid some stinkers on the road, man. They still win, but they come to Oxford next year and won a 28-17, 28-14 game. I'm not shocked. Next oh. year, not 2019. Yeah. Um, what true freshman do you see breaking the two deep this season other than Ely? Ooh. Mingo. Yeah, I'd probably go Mingo. Um, I don't think anything really else comes to mind. I mean, there's a couple on the offensive line that could very Dan, well. Dennis Jackson could, but uh, yeah, outside of that. Like, uh, if they get like a broker or some kid ready to play, the offensive line is probably the most likely place. Isn't the uh, Jalen Cunningham kid a true freshman? No, red, 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 Cunningham's red shirt. Is he? I believe. I believe he played sparingly last year. Okay. Um, so I'd probably go go that route. Um, let's see. I got off track again. This new Twitter, this Twitter update is really messing me up. Why did they do this? I don't know, man. Why does Twitter do anything they do? Yeah, there's no... There's no edit button. Anyway, um... If you were drafting a team from scratch with five players from those attended that attended media days, who would you pick to start your team with? Oh, man, I don't even know who went to media days. That, that's a problem. Um, I mean, I'm taking two at quarterback, I can tell you that. You couldn't field a team. It was all like – you couldn't field a team. Okay. I mean, obviously. Two is my quarterback, I can tell you that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd go two uh, – you have to answer this one because I have no clue who was there. I, I don't remember. I mean, after the Ole Miss day, I don't, I don't, I didn't keep up with who else everyone brought. I could probably look it up. I think I have a sheet. I, I'm going to go past that one. Um, um, this is another advice. I don't think that's a question. Um, who do you think will finish second in receiving yards this year behind Elijah Moore, Sanders, Battle, Drummond, Cooley, Mingo? Uh, I think it's Sanders, and I could actually see a world where Sanders has more yards, but Moore has more volume catches. Not saying it's going to happen, but it's probably definitely Braylon Sanders. Braylon Sanders yeah. is really good. Yeah, and he just didn't play a whole lot in, in last year because obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to crack it on that, but he played a decent bit. I mean, he was still a productive receiver. Going to play this year. He's going to be a focal part of the offense. Um, somebody suggested in a reply. I think Tylen Knight, but like he's going to be used in so many different ways. I don't think purely receiving yards. Yeah. Um, they're going to kind of use him. I'm not comparing this. They're going to kind of use him like they did Dexter. Yeah, and his skill set fits it. Man, you want to talk, you want to talk about how bad things got on defense last year? That kid was trying to have to play defense. Yep, yep. That's where they were. 
This would have not enough credit. And I, I, about, I'm going to write a story on this at some point. But like their depth issues were so bad last year. They played two games either at or under 60 scholarship players. And like they didn't really, to their credit, make a lot of excuses or talk they about did. that a lot during the season. But man, that's difficult to go to war with your when you're that shorthanded. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's honestly kind of astonishing. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA killed them. Yeah, I mean that 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 was uh um. More excited for fantasy college football or fantasy football in the NFL? I love fantasy football. I love the NFL. College football is fine. Like I appreciate the pageantry of it. Um, I, I don't really get wrapped up that much in college football. I enjoy watching the games. Like I'm not anti college football guy, but like I'd, I'd give me NFL any day of the weekend. It's not even particularly close. Yeah, I'm I'm the complete opposite, and I'm not comparing the quality of the product. Uh, I mean, the NFL is fine. I don't really like fantasy football at all. Uh, give me college. Uh, I don't know why. I just enjoy watching college football more. That's fine. Like it's a. I get the like the pageantry and the emotion of it. Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't enjoy watching the Saturday afternoon CBS game or some primetime game on a Saturday night when I can. And part of this maybe I don't get a ton of opportunities to anymore to watch a lot of college football, um, like throughout a Saturday and just do nothing and kind of immerse yourself in the experience. But I really enjoy the NFL. I really enjoy fantasy football. Um, and I just I have a tough, a hard time taking college football seriously. Like I'm not like that may be the wrong phrase. I mean I'm, I, I, I my my living is based off of it, and I, I take my job very seriously. But just in a sport that's so uneven and so designed for the rich to remain the rich, I just have trouble taking it seriously as a competitive sport. Yeah, I mean, well, there's not much you can do. I mean, to to get Alabama and Clemson off the pedestal. Yeah, that's a that is that's very true. Um. Will Thomas Mars hire Steve Robertson as his personal secretary? I'm going to ignore that joke. Um, but, but so I, I saw a little bit of this last night as the news broke. Can you tell me what happened? I can't really tell you except for that Thomas Mars is now an NCAA investigator. Well, I mean, that's basically them being like, hey, you helped a bunch of kids get waivers when we didn't want them to have one come work for us, so stop doing that? Is that not exactly what that's doing right there? No, I can't think of any other thing. Know, I mean, they were transferring from Ole Miss. Like, did they really not want him to have him? No, I'm just talking about in general, dude. He's he's because he's found a niche in helping kids get immediately eligible beyond the Ole Miss stuff. I mean, you got <laughs> kids from all over going to him. You think they hired him to basically be like, hey, here's a lot of money. Stop. I think they could, yeah. I think, that, I think that's I think exactly that, what happened. I think that's certainly a possibility, yeah. Uh, my good pal Jay says, are birds real? This yeah. is that sign in Memphis. Have you seen this? No. Um, there's some billboard in Memphis, and I, I'm too lazy to read the backstory on it. Or I say too lazy. I just haven't done it yet. There's a billboard in Memphis questioning if birds are real, and I need to do more research because I don't understand the background of it. But okay, what is uh, – oh, yeah. I, I can't – I think I'm this fall more is in line with Conspiracy Theory Monday, and we might could turn this in this. Um, but I don't know. See, I just Googled it, and on there's an article on Audubon.org that says, Are birds actually government-issued drones? Oh, my God. Okay. 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 I mean, I, look, I'm not going to squat on this take, but, like. I just, I, I didn't know where we were going. Like, are they saying that these things flying around in the sky aren't real? I'm like, because I see them. I, I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> um, I think birds are birds. Hold on. Are birds real billboard? This is great podcasting. I'm Googling as we're podcasting. Um, I don't know. All I know is there's... Oh, here we go. 
Um. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not following this. I'm going to have to more time to dig. Let's turn that into the Conspiracy Theory Monday. Okay. Because well, apparently well, this is now a question. Also, I'd like to take this time to point out, I know the Internet's been a real bummer lately because the political scene, as it does you know, every six months, becomes like increasingly volatile whenever the president says something or does something. But there's hundreds of thousands of people trying to storm Area 51, and their rationale is we're going to see them aliens. They can't shoot all of that. Can we bring some attention to that? That seems like we should probably – we have a problem there as well. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass myself a little bit here. First of all, where is Area 51? Oh, I didn't know a ton of I didn't know a ton about Area 51. Um, and Area 51 beforehand. So Area 51 is in re, very remote um, Nevada, and okay. it is in the middle of nowhere. It's a government facility where I don't. No one really knows what goes on. Uh, like you, presumably the nukes or something are there. What top? It's basically a very top secret classified. Air Force that, facility. That sounds like where they keep the nukes. Well, dude, they fly you into work. Like the the people that work there don't drive. They fly you in, and then if you get too close to facility, they shoot you. Like a guy in January got too close and got shot. Oh my god! Yeah, that's where they keep the nukes. So now there's this Facebook or internet campaign that's basically like we're going to storm there. They can't shoot all of us, and we're going to see them aliens. That is the motto. I'm not just saying that. It's literally the motto says we're going to see them aliens. So like as as worked up as people get about the political environment, all this stuff, we have hundreds of thousands of people in our country trying to go run at a building, and being like they can't pick us all off because they want to see aliens. I feel like we might have an issue there too. Like is, is it like am I taking crazy pills for this? This is this this seems problematic. Well, it's the place where they keep the nukes. This does not feel like a good idea. I think they think like ET and stuff is in there, or like even like Tupac or somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know what's in there. No one knows, but like they want to find out. And do they just like think they're hoarding the aliens inside of a building? I look, there's all kinds of like they, they, the the government secrecy part is real. Like no yeah, one knows yeah. what goes on in there. I mean, they're they're flying employees in. People don't talk about it. They shoot you literally if you get within a too close vicinity of the facility. Like I. I yeah, I don't know. Like, but that, like, as, if for if for as many problems as we got going on, we've got a large contingent of people that want to see them aliens, and I feel like we should maybe check on them. No, no. Just give them give them a few tests to make sure you know take their firearms. Um, I had a couple is that, texts. Is that the people you actually ban guns from? Yeah, like. <laughs> If anyone actually shows up to run to that thing, like they should be put on immediate government watch. Like put ankle bracelets on all of them. Just throw them in prison. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far because they haven't committed a crime. Actually, this, is, this sounds like a crime, honestly. But like, I, I just feel like we should be more wary of those types of people. Um, let's see. If the season went relative, really well, relatively speaking, for Ole Miss, who would you say exceeded expectations out besides Matt Corral? I'm going to say the like this is a cop out answer. Um, so that's what I was I was going to go one of two ways: the offensive line or the linebacking corp. Yeah, yeah. I think those are going to be the two biggest indicators of Ole Miss's success this year because you look at the defense. You have a two deep that's almost completely juniors and seniors. You really do have some real tangible depth on the off- on the defensive line. Um. 
And so if the linebacking core with Sonogo and Hibbler inside and Kadir Shepard and Sam Williams and some of those guys on the outside become formidable and can generate a pass rush and are really good at their position, like watching that outside position and how Shepard and Williams and some of those guys handle pass coverage responsibilities as well as rushing the passer and things like that is going to be fascinating. But if they exceed expectations, that's going to be a really big indicator. And then exactly what you said, the offensive line, because there's no depth there. And I, I have a feeling the offensive line is going to struggle to some degree, particularly if a couple if a guy or two gets hurt. Um, so I think those are the two biggest indicators. That's probably what I'm going with. I don't think an individual player will be able to tell you do it justice. Like if you tell me Eli Johnson, because he's an inexperienced center. Okay. Maybe. And has had an injury history, but like, I think it's those two position groups. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are the guys that if you can get their numbers before the year, I mean, I know obviously offensive line doesn't have numbers, but if you can get how they're going to play, you know, in November right now, I can probably give you a good estimate of their record. Um. Let's see if we had any more. That may have been it. Oh, uh, this is uh, this is my friend Dickhead Baxter. You remember him? Yeah, I, I, I recall. Okay, he's uh asked who's a better roommate, Ty or Nolan. Those are my two roommates, and now he's trying to divide the household after I just moved into this new house. You got um, you an answer. You're not, you're not getting out of this. I'm gonna say the dog Cooper. <laughs> you like the dog? Well, that's actually fair. Well, he said, no, you aren't giving your podcast listeners the truth. I'll expose you as a fraud, was the response when I said Cooper. Tell, tell Backer to text me. We might have to stick our microphone in his face and get him on here. We've had some stories for the last year. Um, do you have any? I know you had. Did, was that all? No. I mean, you, my, mine were all, all mentioned with you, so that's about it. So that's it? Um, yep. Anything else going on? I mean, Ole Miss, like, you wrap up media days, they kind of got a couple weeks off, then fall camp gets going, and it's kind of off to the races. Not really much Ole Miss news has happened. I mean, they got picked to finish sixth in the West, which sounds right. I think – how many teams are there? Seven? Seven, yeah. Yeah, Arkansas probably last. Like, that's that's about right. Um, they didn't have any preseason first, second, or third team all SEC players. Um, you know – that's not really surprising. They're a really young football team on the offensive side. Uh, defense really hasn't had enough to warrant anything. I was looking through a, a stat the other day, though, when I was doing something on Mohamed Sanogo. Um, Sanogo uh, had 112 tackles last season. Do you know who, how much second place had? 79. Oof. He turned into a really good player on a really bad defense and became kind of a veteran leader, honestly, with the young linebacking court. It's interesting. The linebacking court is interesting to me in the sense that last year, it was like Sonogo, for parts of the year, particularly early on in the year, it was like guiding Jaquez Jones and Kevontae Ruggs along. And he's kind of the de facto veteran because none of the old guys really, older guys really emerged into playing time. But now it's the complete opposite. Now it's like... Um, now, now it's a very veteran group, and like he's surrounded by upperclassmen, so that room changed a lot. Um, I found yeah. that interesting, but yeah, yeah. like, like they, if you're if you're an Ole Miss fan and your diapers full about that one, I, I I think that's more than fair. Yeah, I think six is is not unfair at all for sure. Um, I think that's all the questions we had. Yeah, you got anything else? Yeah, Did we miss anything? Sure. No, I think that's about it. Man. We miss anything newsworthy? I know it's still kind of the dead time of the year. Dead time of the year, man. We didn't miss anything. Um, okay, well, that was Mailbag Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for the questions. That was a hell of a performance yeah, as far great. as the listeners, uh, which is good for engagement purposes. So I uh, I appreciate you listening. We'll be back on Monday, I guess. So I'm, gonna con- I'm going to California on tomorrow morning, uh, but I'm going to continue to do the podcast. Uh, one, because there are no days off and rent is due every day and twice on Sunday. Um, 
and two, because I'm going to be really bored on the beach. So, and I feel like I'm going to have a lot of thoughts about California beach towns. That is, uh, that's going to be worth, uh, worth putting on, worth on, on record, worth discussing. So we're going to have a full show of podcasts for you next week. I'm not a hero, but you can call me one if you want. <laughs> Teach their own. Um, so unless you got anything else, let's get out of here. That's it. That's it. That's all I've got. Sweet. So for Colin Brister, I'm Brian Scott Rippey. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully the technical issues we had the last week or so are behind us. We kind of got set up in a new studio. Um, should be great. I'm looking forward to football season. Continue to subscribe. Continue to give me feedback. I love it when people tell me they listen and like what they like and don't like about it. So feel free to text me, email me. Again, not giving you my number, but if you have it, text me. Um, yeah, so that's about all I got. The People's Podcast will be back from California on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.